Welcome to the JMS Podcast. My name is Jorge M. Sanchez and thank you for tuning in. And uh, great to be back. We had a break last weekend. I was busy at a film production. I was helping out a friend who got involved with some San Francisco State University film students. And we were shooting all weekend. I was in the middle of, I wouldn't say nowhere, but it was the first time I ever was on the northeast side of the Bay Area, near the Concord area. Never been there in my life. And you want to say, it's, it's pretty nice. Now that I think about it, it's very open air, a lot of space. Um, you could see the stars at night, clearly. That was pretty awesome. And uh, I've been, I was, I just been busy there all weekend. But now I am back. We're back to business. And today's guest is uh, comedian Faco. Faco was a previous guest here on this podcast. Actually, I believe he was one of our earlier guests. And he's such a great friend, such a great comedian. I was excited to have him back on this podcast and see what's up. So stay tuned for that. But before we get to him, I had a conversation with uh, our own JMS podcast film critic, Jacob Wheels. He, uh, a couple, like a week, two weeks ago, he went to the um, podcast festival in Anaheim in uh, Southern California. The podcast festival is called Hear This Now Podcast Festival. Or Not Hear This. That's what it is. Now Hear This Podcast Festival. So Jacob Wheels, uh, he decided to go out down there and check it out. And uh, I, I thought he was going to promote the JMS podcast, but it turns out other things happen. And I'll let him do the talking. So we're going to go straight to his conversation. Then after I talk with Jacob Wheels, then you'll hear uh, my talk with Faco, which is very entertaining. And uh, I always love to be around that guy. I really do. If you're listening for the first time, you can follow JMS Podcast on Facebook. You can follow JMS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And probably some other stuff. There's some like weird hosting sites that, are, that has this podcast on there. I don't mind. I don't care for it. If you're listening in, I'm happy that you are. It's all that matters, right? And if you ever feel the need to donate to the JMS podcast there are two ways you can do that you can do a GoFundMe I do have a GoFundMe campaign for this podcast and I also have a Patreon account uh, all things all donations will go to uh, making this podcast better if you haven't checked out the website already please check it out jmspodcast.com and there's also a donation page specifically uh sending you links to that and uh it, it just you know there i need some funds for to some equipment uh i need some funds to uh, pr- uh produce some more content and it will be great and you could sponsor an episode what yes you can sponsor an episode by donating so check out the the perks at gofundme to learn more about that all right Let's head over to our conversation with Jacob Wheels. Jacob Wheels, thank you for coming back to the studio. And you went, you took a trip recently. I did. Down to L.A. Uh, yeah, well, Orange County area, but sure. Isn't Orange County part of L.A.? No. No? No. I would know. 
That's like saying San Jose is part of San Francisco. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's when you're saying like Orange County, you're not really saying like the Bay Area. You know what I mean? You can't lump it into the same. They're two different things. All right, and so knowledge, the son. the podcast festival. Yes, the now hear this podcast festival in Anaheim, California. It was great. How was it? It was great. How great was it? It was pretty fun. I had a great time. Uh, so how, how does it work though? Because uh, podcasting is mostly a audio thing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it makes sense to have a big names like Mark Marin and all these other big names uh, podcasts, but it, it's a wide variety of, of podcasts, right? Yes. We have some from like NPR. We had a couple, there was a couple NPR podcasts. Most of them were Earwolf podcasts. So that, that, um, that studio, I guess you would say, or I don't know what you would call it, but under that, a bunch of podcasts under that umbrella were there. Uh, I think there was like one five by five. Uh, and a couple other smaller ones, but uh, it was mostly Earwolf podcasts. Hmm. What were some of the the highlights for you? Uh, for me, give me a second. I got to pull up the list. Um, I saw Super Ego for the first time. I heard Super. I'm gonna say saw, but what I really mean is heard. Super Ego. Super Ego. Yes. Is that, that that's a YouTube guy, right? No, no. It's a it's a it's an improv troupe. Uh-huh. So it's Matt Gorley, uh, Paul F. Tompkin, and two other dudes I've never heard about. So there's a stage where they performed. Yeah, yeah, they have they had a they had a stage. Basically, the uh, the whole their whole their whole um, I guess thing is that they just improv these scenes on the radio, and it's super funny. And they're good at characters too. They're all good at like coming up with these characters on the spot. You know what I mean? So that was cool. Um, I saw I saw heard comedy bang bang for the first time, and that was just super bonkers. I haven't like, I've been recommended to check out comedy bang bang, but I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, so their live show is different from their other. Oh no, no, you know what? Never it, mind. It, Comedy Bang Bang stars the podcast, right? Yeah, which yeah. turned into a TV show TV on IFC. Yeah, and then there's still a podcast. But yeah, it was funny though. Like, like it was it was uh, Scott Ackerman who who I got to meet. Really super nice guy. But uh, good turnout, I imagine. Yeah, it was a good turnout. It was small though. It was small and kind of intimate. Um, the way it worked that's good because you don't want to be in a place where it's super crowded and you can't move anywhere yeah yeah so like it was cool like not every show was super packed like it had a really good crowd most of the shows so each show took a turn to to do like a podcast episode no so okay so they it, they were at the Marriott I think it was the Marriott at uh, near the convention center the Anaheim convention center and they have a bunch of different rooms uh, or no they have like four main rooms like big hall type rooms and what they did is they actually broke them up into smaller rooms so each room there was like different stages they all had stages on there so like the big stage was the something i think it was like the stitcher stage and then they had smaller stages and and they would have like three different podcasts going on at once so you can either go to go to the, the big stage or go to the smaller stage for some of the smaller podcasts and you would just kind of like like it's it kind of sucked though because a lot of the ones i wanted to see were at the same time or around the same time so i couldn't see the, the all of them mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like, uh, it was kind of frustrating. I'm not gonna lie. Like they were, I wanted to see either Pop Culture Happy Hour or the Crack Podcast. They were both going out at the same time, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't know which one to go to." So which one did you go to? I ended up going to see Pop Culture Happy Hour, okay. NPR podcast. This whole podcasting business is turning into like a whole big universe I, in itself. I didn't know it was like this thing too. Like I was just like. Well, me neither. When I started this podcast, I had no idea there were other podcasts locally as well. No, no, it's weird because like. 
people are like, oh, do you listen to the five by five network? And I'm like, what the fuck is the five? But they're like, it's these networks that like everything, everyone's on like their own little podcast network. It's like, what? I didn't, it's like radio stations or something, you know, it's insane. And like, I'm hearing all these ones I've never heard of before. Mm. You know, obviously I heard of uh, the Earwolf podcast, which uh, comedy bang, bang, how did this get made? The crack podcast is on there. A bunch of really good ones. Uh, and then they got like smaller ones, like MP- I don't know, NPR would be smaller. That's not a small one. Come yeah, on. it's pretty big. But they only had two podcasts. I was kind of like, was kind of it was it was lame. Mm. And it was funny too, cause like like uh, they make jokes about like on NPR. If you listen to NPR, they're like they make jokes like, oh something about uh, like you know the NPR fan or audience. You know what I mean? Like their specific audience to people people who listen to NPR are very specific. Yeah. So I was sitting in the front row before the show, <laughs> and I look around, and I'm like. Oh, this is what the NPR people look like. How do they look like? It's just a bunch of like these like not nerdy, but kind of like, yeah, kind of nerdy, kind of geeky people. So you fit it right in, huh? I guess I did. You were in the front row. I was in the front row. Yeah, no. I was like, it's it's funny too because I, I ended up meeting the whole cast there because I got the super whore package. And uh, what the super whore package entitles is you get to meet. Is that what it's called? That's the, what I call it. The, the, the super whore package? I call it the super whore package. Why? Because, uh, you know, I pay a little bit extra money and I get a little bit extra stuff. Okay. So I get like like VIP, <laughs> like uh, I get to go VIP entrance. You know what I mean? Like I can go in before everyone else who pay general admission. Yeah. Uh, I get to meet some of the podcasters, which I did. I'll talk about that later. I get like there's a VIP lounge where they like feed you. Yo, whoa. Yeah. And like three free drinks and shit. And like, what else was there? There's like a bre- a podcast breakfast that I didn't go to. So like you can eat uh, breakfast with the podcasters. Uh, and there's some other thing that I probably didn't use. But yeah, it was, it was like the super whore package. Okay. So it was cool. Like I got that. And I was like, I'm I'm pretty balling right now. Yeah. It was, it was, it was good. All right. I never, like I got there and I was like... I don't know what to do, man. Like I never been, I've never gotten like this luxury before. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, the VIP lounge is over there. I was like, a VIP, like what's in it? And she's like, oh, you free drinks and food. I was like, I freaked the fuck out. Did you ever name drop yourself? Like I'm part of a podcast. No, I'm no, a film critic. I didn't do that. I did. I talked to one. Like I said it once. Like I was like, oh, I'm on my friend's uh, podcast. Are you ashamed to be on the JMS podcast? I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> So <laughs> that makes two of us. I do, exactly. That's why I'm on the GMS podcast network umbrella. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey man, we're, we we may be. I may be. This podcast may be a small fish in a big pond, but here locally, I think we're we're a pretty big fish. I'm, I'm huge. People will be stopping me at my job and be like, "Hey, you're you're the, you're the wheels guy." I'm like, yeah, I'm the wheels guy. I'm popular around. Sunnyvale area. <laughs> I just could imagine you over there at the convention. Like, oh, what podcast you're from? I was like, I'm not from a podcast. Some lady asked me that too. Yeah. yeah okay. So I was in, I was in the super horror package VIP lounge and I was getting my free drink. And this lady, this older lady comes up to me. She's like, oh, blah, blah, this and that. And she's like, oh, are you from a podcast? No, say? no, she didn't ask me that. She said, what podcast are you from? Yeah. And I was just like, uh, I'm not part of a podcast. You could have got more listeners. I probably could have. You could have got more listeners here, man. It could have. Because then I was like, oh, like, are you? I, I asked her, I was like, are you part of a podcast? She's like, yeah, I'm a producer at this blah, blah. And I was like, God damn it. God damn God it. God damn it. <laughs> I could have totally whored myself out, but I'm not that kind of a guy. 
I could have been like, yeah, I'm part of She, she could have produced our show, and before you know it, it will, I could have got you T-shirts that says got... Best Film Critic in San Jose. No, and no, but I get, get you free passes to movies. I hate like I hate talking about myself though. Yeah. I hate it. Like I'm I'm so humble or whatever that I'm just like no, let's not talk about myself. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. All right, what's some other highlights, man? Um, highlights to Super Ego. Um, how did this get made? It was pretty funny. Mm. So that was on Saturday night. That was like the big event for Saturday Saturday night. Uh, it was super. It was super funny. They were talking about the movie Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, where he thinks he's turning into a vampire. Yeah, I was cracking up. That's a classic. It's so bad, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that movie's about. Still, <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what that movie's about. But yeah, that was fun. Um, one of my surprise favorites was was called The Moth. Hmm. Um, have you heard of The Moth? Uh, sounds familiar. It's basically a storytelling podcast. Yeah. It was super interesting. Like, people come up on stage and they just tell these really beautiful stories about oh. them. Is that a San Francisco-based I don't podcast? know. I don't know. Because I, I, now I recall where I heard it from. Uh, a comedian at Frascati recommended me check out a moth event in San Francisco. And, and he even recommended me to uh, perform, you know, because it's a storytelling. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, you know, he said that my style of comedy suited that. See if I would have hoarded our, our podcast out. Yeah, I if I would have hoarded us out, we would have. You could have had money to replace some of the equipment around here. <laughs> I didn't. It's it's good, but uh, I kept on running into the host of the Moth Podcast. Uh huh. So like you know, I I ran it's into Destiny. Yeah, I think it was, but I didn't hoard myself out. I didn't be like, yeah, I'm this and that. Actually, we had a decent conversation about uh, uh, about like we we're talking about Eric Andre and mm-hmm. how Eric Andre seems like the guy who would uh like make fun of you in middle school you mm-hmm. know but you still like him because he's so out there and funny dude I, i've been watching some of that eric andre clips on youtube they're fucking hilarious they are the shit that he gets away with it's like what it is amazing <laughs> it's amazing but yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. We, we just kept on running into each other it was super weird uh i ended up taking a picture you can check out my instagram to see that yeah actually i got pretty jealous you ran into mark Marin. i did mark Marin's a big inspiration for this podcast in particular yeah uh how was that meeting him um, it was cool, man. Like he was super. So when I met, did I? Okay, so the who was super horror package the, on Saturday, throughout the whole day, you can meet some of these podcasters, and Mark Marin was one of them. So I was talking with him. He had a long line, and I was like, "Hey, man, I really like your. I never heard his podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> the the only time I've seen him or heard him was on like, he was actually I I saw a podcast earlier where he was like the guest. Yeah. In it. Uh. So you, you never listened I to his podcast. I never heard him. Every, but you went up to him. And you, I went up and, and, and I was and like, hey, man, I, I, I dig your stuff. <laughs> like, lied to his face. He's like, hey, thanks, man. Like, but he started talking to me. Like, he start, there was a long line, and he, like, started asking me some questions. I was like, hey. What about? What, go what questions was he asking? Nothing. He was just like, oh, well, like, how do you how are you like an event? This and that. Like, like where are you from? I told him I was from San Francisco or uh, from San Jose. Uh, and I was like, hey, can you sign this book that I got for free from, from one of the podcasts? And he's like, sure. So he opens it to the first page, and he writes, uh. Uh, Dear Jacob, I did not write this, Mark Marin. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I'm so jealous. You don't deserve that. I don't deserve it. I want that. I'm going to steal. I deserve that shit. I, I'm a huge follower of his. And, and you didn't even listen to his podcast. And you go over there and get a signature. You get to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I didn't even know he was on uh, Almost Famous, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And he, he like they talked about him being on that, and I was super jealous. He he has that that sound clip where he where his line is uh, "lock the gates" in, yeah. in the movie mm-hmm. on his podcast. Yeah, they were talking uh, about that on every intro. Uh-huh. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I got his autograph. Yeah, fuck you. I was looking at that. All right, all right, all right. Um, 
you know what was cool about so meeting these podcasters it's they're very humble i don't know if it's just because they're in under a podcast like they're no they're known for podcasts but they're super nice Mm. you know what i mean they they like i said they asked you questions they really seemed like they cared yeah which is weird because i'm not used to people caring yeah um yeah and like everyone was just super like super dope and like i would spend at least like like five minutes talking to them and just like getting to know them a little bit and them asking me questions me asking them questions me getting a picture with them which i got a picture with mark maron jorge fuck you did you get one I did not. Did you see see how nonchalant I took that picture though? Like I didn't even want to be there. Well, okay. Now you mentioned that. You, do you feel like you could stereotype a podcaster by now? No, since I can't you met really. so many of them. No, it's so weird because it's you know what I was surprised about. There was a lot of people who went there by themselves to this this festival. Like audience member or podcast audience members by themselves. Like there's a lot of single people. I don't. I don't want to say single, but there was a lot of people there by themselves. Like they got their tickets for them to go only. They didn't go in like a big group or anything like that. Like there were couples well, there. I mean, as much as podcasting is growing, uh, it's still a very niche market, and I, perhaps that's a big factor why they a lot of them are humble. It's because we know when we are podcasting, we're not really getting money out of this necessarily. Mm-hmm. We're not part of a bigger network or part of a bigger picture. We're just have people that are recording ourselves and our opinions or our conversations out to the internet. Yeah. And you're lucky if you get five listeners. Yeah. Well, it was funny because, like, even the only person that kind of was, like, aware of how nerdy and how dorky podcasters were was that Jason Manzukis, which is the guy I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. the dude from the league. He's, like, like, every once, every, every time the I Greek saw The Greek guy. The Greek guy. There you go. Uh, every time I talked to him, he's all like, these fucking podcasters over here, a bunch of fucking nerds. And he would make fun of us, but we'd eat that shit up. We'd be like, yeah, we listen to podcasts. This guy knows who we are. <laughs> and he would just be like, I bet you guys fuck to podcasts. And it was just like, oh, it was great. I loved it, man. <laughs> I would totally fuck to Mark Maron's podcast. Uh, but that, that, was a, that was a comedy bang bang he was on, and he was just making fun of everyone. It was great. But then I met him and he was super nice. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't shake hands. Like, it's just a weird thing I don't do. I was like, okay, cool, blah, blah, this and that. We started talking a little bit about it. And then I, I got the picture. I got the picture. All right. Sounds like you had, a, you had a really good time. I did. I met a lot of cool people, though. All right. Well, I was super starstruck, to be honest. Can I talk about that? Sure. Who, who were you starstruck by? So Obviously the, the not by Mark Maron. Not by Mark Maron. I was like, who? Obviously, I would have been, for sure. Mo- mostly, I actually saw the Cracked podcast because I'm big. I, I read the Cracked art, uh, Cracked website i listened to the podcast so when i saw them i was kind of starstruck yeah um also the npr people it was weird though because like you know people would walk by you and you don't know who they are but then once they start talking you're like you turn you you turn like a dog you you your head your no sorry your ears go up like a dog and you're like i know that person like i've been listening yeah, and that you, happened, you recognize the voice i recognize the voice i didn't like some lady just walked by me and i was like and then she started talking i was like wait wait that's linda holmes and I, I would just be like, oh, shit. I get all starstruck and shit. And everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, I don't meet I don't meet famous people. Like, that's not what I do. All right? I don't meet them. Uh, all right, Jacob. Thank you for coming by to talk about your experience over there. Thank you for representing JMS Podcast over there. I didn't there. do that. And obviously, you didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do that. You, you, you I had, was too you, starstruck. You, you had one job, Jacob. One job. They had food. And fucking wine. And yeah, you had one job to represent this podcast. Probably the closest thing San Jose has to be represented. <laughs> you should have got someone who's not ashamed of himself to represent. Get someone who like talks, 
way too much about themselves. Like, oh, the film critic would do fine over there. Film <laughs> critics love to talk about themselves. I, I, I hate to talk about myself. Let's talk about someone who's not me, Jorge. <laughs> Let's talk about someone who's not me. That's why whenever I, when you interviewed me, I was like, can we just talk about something else that's not me? <laughs> like, no. Like, can I just can I be someone else for an, an hour or something? All right, Jacob. Thank you for coming by. Later. And there you have it. You heard it from the one and only Jacob Wheels. Sounds like you had a good time down there. Really wish I could have made it. Really wish I could have made it to promote this podcast, but I didn't have a chance. So, uh, Jacob Wheels, I hope you're happy with that Mark Marin signature. I really wish I had it. I deserve it. Since you have not even heard a single episode from him, I, I'm, I'm still a little butthurt about that. But nonetheless, I'm happy that he went down there. It looks like he had a lot of good fun. So maybe next year, maybe, maybe holy crap, now that I think about it, maybe next year, maybe we I can't take this podcast down there. Now that would be cool, but I won't be able to do it without your help. So please support this podcast, and please check out the website, jmspodcast.com. All right, let's go with our conversation with the comedian, Faco. Had a great talk with him. Uh, although, I got to warn you, uh, there might be some of that chewing sound. I hope it doesn't bother you guys too much. But other than that, I think it's a great episode. So here we go. Alright, Faku. Welcome back. Oh no, no, no. You're eating pasta? I got this pasta, man. Thanks to JMS Podcast Catering, taking care of its guests. Tastes good. You should put on the cans and hear, hear yourself eat. Okay. It's Let's like, uh, because some listeners are going to get, oh, God. You don't like that noise, how? Huh? Uh, See, that's that's like music to a, a fat guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just... yeah. It's like, oh man, he's enjoying his food right now, man. He's going it. Man, actually, th- th- there's an actual um, uh, thing that people have where it's like uh, th- they get really irritated by the sound of chewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's an actual like scientific name for it. I, I can't think of it right now. Uh, you know, what? let me check. Let's see. You know, I get annoyed. Like I, I don't like sipping people sipping their coffee or sipping their little milk or whatever. Yeah, like, that noise, or and them eating. Like sometimes I feel like they don't need to. They don't need to eat that loud. They just kind of like. Oh, it's an eating no noise phobia. That's probably what it is. It's uh for people with a condition that some scientists call misophonia. That's not so phony already. Misophonia, mealtime can be a torture. The sounds of other people eating, and that's in bold, eating, chewing, chomping, slurping, gurgling. Can send them into an instantaneous blood boiling rage. Bud blood boiling rage, according yeah. to this definition. Yep, I could see that. Or as whoever this guy is, at a signal off, put it rage, panic, fear, terror, and anger all mixed together. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like yeah. you're eating at a restaurant and they hear someone like chewing and yeah. it, 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 it it's like i guess it's like a road rage but instead of it's like restaurant rage restaurant rage <laughs> you just start throwing food and i'm out of here i'm out of here he's eating too loud damn it 
you know. But there's a lot of chatterboxes at the restaurants, people on cell phones, kids, music, no, but, but, yak off musicians. No, but this, <laughs> no, but this is specifically the sound of chewing. Oh, okay. So if I have a listener and who who, who just uh, listened to you chewing. I think they would have been put off by now. Oh, my God. Even, oh, no, stop it. Stop it. Okay. It's torture. That's my last one. I think I have misophonia, actually. Now I think about yeah, it. I know you have it. I'm ready to just knock down these microphones. You are, man. I'm in a blood-boiling rage just to hear you chew. Oh, man. But I'm liking this pasta, man. JMS podcasting. Well, you got you to gotta, you gotta thank Mama Sanchez for that one. Mama Sanchez. Shouts out to her. You know what I'm saying? But that pasta's good. And that's a nice little, I need some energy boost right now. What's like the worst pasta you ever had? Oh, there's the slurping. There's the I slurp. can't take this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. No, oh man, worst pasta I ever had. That's probably at a buffet or something where there was no seasoning or water whatsoever. The pasta was too hard. I like it soft. Hometown buffet. It might have. It might have been a Vegas buffet. Honestly, man. Yeah. Vegas. Yeah. You know, they had like, you know... What casino was it? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. How but many times have you been to Vegas? I, I Probably a handful of times, five times. Yeah, dude, yeah. I've never been to Vegas. And I once admitted that to someone at work, and they're like, I feel sorry for you. Ah, come on, get out of here. Man. Am I missing out? What's you're in Vegas? You're missing out, man. I mean, I, you're, you, you don't seem like a gambler. I've never gambled with you, right? Dude, I gamble with life every day. No, but you gamble with money. Everybody can gamble with their life, but do you gamble with your rent money? Dude, if I had money, I would gamble. <laughs> if I did have money, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know, it's a it's a thing. Like, like here, here's, you want Faco? Here's one of Faco's vices. It's gambling, man. Gambling was is one of Faco's major vices that I have to control. Like, you, like I have to only go to a casino with, like, if, like, let's say I'm only going to spend $50. Yeah. That's all I can go to the casino with. Leave ATM at home, leave credit, leave checks, leave everything. I'm just going to casino with $50. And I don't want to go in with money more, man. You know what I'm saying? So $50 is the top you'll gamble. You know, let's say like if we put a price on it. Can you imagine if James Bond was in that situation where he can only gamble <laughs> nothing higher than 50 bucks? Some high that's stakes all. there, you that's know. Some high stakes. Hey, hey Bond, <laughs> go to the nickel slot machines. You feel comfortable there. <laughs> And imagine also, if we're going to do imagine, imagine Jay's Bond, yeah. like, being sober now. Like, okay, he can't drink anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not going to be able to, you know, get close to the women. He's not going to be able to get close to the to the bosses. You know what I'm saying? Right. He can't hang out in bars anymore. That's right. I mean, alcohol leads to beautiful women and to uh, villainous people. Exactly. You know? So he's going to have to, like, I can't get in there right now. I'm James Bond, you know? I'm going to call my sponsor. I'm, so, I'm sober right now. <laughs> Q's his sponsor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 But but yeah, but uh, casinos, Uncle Uncle Fargo, man, he loves gambling. I love gambling. I play Texas Hold'em. That's pretty much the only thing I play, um, or or straight five card poker. But you, I don't really see five card poker too much at casinos. Yeah. What kind yeah. of characters do you see on a on an average uh, 
a poker table. All kinds, man. Guys who just, you know, you could tell they just finished watching poker on TV. Yeah. And now they want to go play poker. You know they what I'm saying? They everything? got the shades on and everything. They got the shades on. They got the hat. Everybody. There's a lot. There's troublemakers, too, at casinos, man. I mean, I almost got in a fight one time because he's like, man, you're letting everybody know your hand, man. You? You know, yeah, you have to wait your order. Everybody knows that you have a good hand, man. You're playing stupid. And I'm and I, wait. They got mad because yeah. you were too easy to read. Exactly. <laughs> and I told them, "Hey, dude, you stupid, you stupid." Can I swear? I forgot. Yeah, I yeah, you stupid fuck, dude. If anything, you should be happy. You can see my tails, man. You idiot. You don't know how to play poker. You punk. Do you hate taking my money? Yeah. What? You don't like taking my money? What? You don't like when the when the uh, throw ditch your hand, man. <laughs> It, I was I got so annoyed it didn't make any sense. It's like, dude, you keep that quiet. If you know their tells, you don't say anything. You just let them do their tells. And he wanted to physically fight you. Yeah, he got up and it just got heated. Like he said, he got said something and he got loud. I said something, I got loud, and it just kept vice versa until like the pit boss or somebody came. Hey, maybe please. there's a condition to that. Just like there's a condition of hearing people chew and they yeah. get into this raging. Uh, place. Yeah. Maybe this guy has a phobia of like people losing at poker, that sets him into like this super pissed off road rage kind of mood. Right. You know, and he and he, and he flips out. You know, <laughs> I just hate when people play poker bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you should keep your mouth shut and just enjoy it, man. You know. But literally, I almost got it. so you got guys like that. They're like, dude, if you hate. Playing with people who played poker bad, why are you sitting at the table where the highest stakes is $50? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to spend more money than that. And then now they got no limit tables. Because, you know, the whole rage on TV. No limit? Like, like literally, like, you could put a million dollars. No, well, literally, well, you put whatever money you have on the table. Not whatever's in your bank account. So whatever money, chips you have on the table, you could bet all that, you know? Okay. Okay. So I, I see. I'm, I don't know this world, so yeah. I, I I didn't know that was a thing. I never play because I, you know, they, it it it's different denominations. There's a table called three six. Okay, I think that's usually the lowest. Three dollars, uh, three dollars and six dollars. Six dollars is the most you can bet at one time. You know. Okay. And um, small blind is three dollars. Big blind is six bucks. And I think. Oh, $3 is minimum. I think See, I can't for be me, wrong. that doesn't sound too bad. But yeah. then you hear horror stories of people owning like thousands of dollars. No, there's, dude, I'm, I had an algebra teacher, okay? I went to Fremont High School. His name was Mr. Ephraimoff, right? Right? Okay, <laughs> he said, he said in one hand, he lost seven apartment buildings. What do you mean, seven he had buildings? He owned seven buildings. And that's how he became. And he put no. He owned seven buildings, uh-huh. and the, it was a house game. It wasn't a casino game. House game. They just kept raising, raising, and he bet. You know, here's my seven buildings. Uh-huh. I bet my seven buildings on this hand, and he lost in the last seven apartment buildings. And then uh-huh. he became a teacher. And then he's a teacher. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but he he even said it. He's this is from his words. He said gambling is probably the worst vice of them all. That's is it what he said. The worst. Out of all the drugs, out of alcohol, his opinion, this algebra teacher's opinion, is that gambling is the is the worst vice on this planet. Man. I don't know. It's a tough one. Damn. But it's hard, man. People, dude, people lose everything, man. You know what I'm saying? People lose everything. It's tough, dude. But well, I try, why uh, do you even admit to losing seven? 
apartment. Uh, I'm sure he didn't want to admit that at first, but now, you know, I'm sure he got his life back on track. Like, like was there like a problem on the board that you guys, hey, <laughs> I don't know what it was, honestly. When something came up about the odds and probabilities, I think, and, and like, you know, how Casino has odds and probabilities uh-huh. about like, you know, Casino has the advantage. They're always going to win. The house always wins. wins right? Yeah. The probabilities on their side that they're going to win, the percentage. So that came up, and then we started talking, I think, something like that. What's the most you lost? Shit, man. I think I lost, hey, not too bad, but it's a lot for me, like 400 bucks, dude. <laughs> it's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. It is. And it's just one night, you In know? One night? But I used to, I'll say it, you know, I used to pay rent gambling, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, it was. Shit, man, now that you mention it, uh, I did meet a guy at a bus one time, like a couple years back, and he he said he actually makes a career. Mm-hmm. Out of just gambling. And not like Vegas, like local uh, casinos here in San Jose. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think there's the the Bay 101 casino that's on the, you know, by the 101. Mm-hmm. Now there's the Matrix. Mm-hmm. But it, he mentioned that to me. He's like, yeah, he just pays his bills and shit with gambling money. Right. And that's good. And anyone can do it on the side, dude. Like, impact. so you have your job, right? Let's say you decided to pick up gambling five days a week, right? I'm just gonna say this would be side money. This would just be side money. Let's say you put fifty dollars, you play fifty dollars a game at night, right? That's all you're gonna spend. A lot of times you could double it. Pretty within an hour. You know what I'm saying? And the best part about casinos is that you don't have to stay. It's not like a house game. You go to somebody's house, you play poker. You, you're obligated to stay a couple hours. You can't just win everybody's money and go, okay, I'm gone. I gotta go home now. You gotta stay because it's it's like a unwritten rule. It's like a, you know what I'm saying? Do you, get, do you hear what I'm saying? You can't just I, I leave. Do. You can't just leave. It's not right. It's not a it's not a thing to do. But a casino, just leave, man. Nobody, you don't care about any of them, and none of them care about you. They ain't your friends. Just stand up and walk away. So like, I always this is how my this is how I worked it. I would go fifty dollars, and I double it. When I double it, I'm out. I leave. I take off. I'm not even in a casino no more. And I don't care about anybody's feelings on the table, dude. They don't, they're not my friends. You know what I'm saying? They want to take my money. Now, I'm going to go up and take my money. So let's say you did that four or five times a week. That's an easy, that's an extra $200, right? A week. Mm-hmm. So like if you had a good week, four times, uh, a good month, four times two, $800 of side cash, right? But the bad thing about that is losing, losing, and on top of that, you just you know, all right. I could, I, if I could win a hundred, I could win five hundred. Right. If I win five hundred, I could win a thousand. Exactly. And, and there's no real limit that really because temptation is a big deal. And exactly, and that's why you have to get out. That's why you set a thing. Here's how much I have. Here's how much I want to make, and you got to walk away. And that's the big willpower. That's the big thing. The what what they always get you is like. Oh, I'm up 300, but I'm feeling good today. I'm feeling the magic. I'm going to keep going and double this 300 to 600. And they're going to get you at the end, no matter what, man. That's why you you set you set what you want to make. And you, once you hit it, you walk away, dude. And you're the man. You're the man, dude, when you do that, dude. Dude, I once went to a house uh, poker game. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is like back like in late high school years. And, we, you know, it was like a $20 buy-in. Mm-hmm. 
and I just didn't care for it. Like halfway to the game, I, I just put it all in. I didn't even care that I lost the money. I was like, right, I, right. I just got. Yeah, it's not for everyone. It gets boring. You know what I'm saying? Same thing playing all the time, all the time. But there's something exciting that I love about it. You know, and this is how much I liked it. I remember one night I stayed at this poker game, and I stayed, and I had a date with the girl I was dating. Right, uh-huh. and she had the house all to herself. Right, right. But I was like, I have this table full of cash right now. I'm, I get to see her another day, and I straight ditched her. I mean, she was laying naked in her bed, but I was like, I was focused on this money on this table. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have a job at the time, and I know this money's not just for me. I could take her out. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's everything. So this money was very important. So I ended up winning the whole night. I won everybody's money. I felt so good and. None of them. I didn't know any of them. I was just invited to this house poker game. It was great. But the only problem is I was there from 8 p.m. to 5.45 in the morning. Holy you know what shit. I'm saying? Holy That's shit. the only problem. I put a whole day's work into getting this cash. Dude. How much did you get? Oh, I was only like two bills. That's it. But I needed that cash. I had no money. I had zero money. Like if I left and I lost, I would have zero money. But because I didn't, I won $200 in my pocket. You know, and did she forgive you for that? Did she even well, know about it? I, well, she didn't like it, but hey, I mean, we still dated. <laughs> kind of think, kind of thinking back on it, maybe that's why we're not together. <laughs> I just blew my mind, man. Oh man. Nah, but yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's an important thing you mentioned there. Yeah. That that, although you had the choice of being with somebody. Even get possibly even getting laid. No, I yeah, you have to damn. But but, then, but 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 the fact that you were in economical straits mm-hmm. made you stay and gamble. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's the biggest part why a lot, a lot of these things become vices and where it's like yeah. economics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they 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 need the money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. Unfortunately, most of them don't get that money. Yeah. They get into deeper holes, but. But I think uh, in some ways, like, for example, that's how I interpret this whole Trump victory for pre- yeah. the presidency. It's like the, the majority of the people that voted him, I wouldn't say they're, you know, they're necessarily racist or bigots. I'm sure there are in that group. Right. But if you look at the stats, a lot of them were concerned by the economy. Right. And just like a, a gambler was like, dude, like you, you had to stay mm-hmm. and sacrifice your time. With the hope that you'll leave there with some money in mm-hmm, your pocket. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I feel like some of these uh, voters who voted for Trump are. They're like, yeah, I know he's a dick. He ain't perfect, but fuck, you know, I'm so desperate for someone to fix the economy. Someone different. Someone different. Um, because to be fair, there is coastal elitism. There is a sense of people on the coast don't necessarily pay attention to the, uh, the fuck up... Uh, Towns were affected by the economy in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And that's what I guess that's my point is that sometimes we are driven to bad choices because of our economical means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, economical means. And like, here's a little thing to that story that I just told you. Yeah. If I wasn't dating her already, I might have went. Like, if we hadn't messed around at all, I might have ditched the game. But because I already messed around with her before, I figure, oh, it's still going to be there next week. <laughs> you know, it sounds bad, but that's the way I was thinking at the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm going to date her again, you know, next week. But tonight it's about making some cash so I can 
have some money in my pocket, pay some bills, and maybe take her out. Yeah. It's like when you, when you take these for granted, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, casino, cash, well, I like it. Well, you, you've been to Vegas. Have you checked out any of the casino scene here in uh, San Jose? I, so, uh, I was big. A lot of places, it's not around no more. It's Garden City. It used to be on Saratoga. Oh, yeah. And Stevens Creek. By the Harry's Hofbra. Exactly, right? That big place. I think they, it's called the Rock Bar now. Dude, actually, it, it was the Rock Bar. And they closed? They went out of business. Oh, shit. Which was weird, because that seemed like a pretty good big venue for like some pretty good uh, rock music. That that particular area, like from what I hear, that city doesn't want that kind of stuff. What city? What's that? Is that Santa Clara? That's San Jose. Is this San Jose still? Oh. It's right on Saratoga and yeah. Stevens Creek. Yeah. It's it's like right at the border. Let's see. I could double check for you. I think it's Santa Clara. But they used to have a rock show called the Avalon. Yeah. On Homestead and Lawrence Expressway, mm-hmm. which was formerly known as Bullwinkles, you know? Yeah, it's the San Jose. It's, it's, it's also San Jose, but according to the internet, uh, if Harry Hofbrau's, uh Address is in San Jose. It's a San Jose part of town. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Garden City. Garden City. So that's where I used to play again. And that's where I, I played most of the time. Garden City went out of business or basically changed and the owners made the Matrix. Matrix. Why does that sound familiar? You know the Matrix. You named it. It's right there on 101. It's that oh, new casino. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's the casino. Yeah, yeah. So that place is all right. I went there actually on New Year's. At this year, this New Year's, this uh, 2016's New Year's. And I went to the Matrix with my brothers and I tried to make money. And I got beat right at the at the last, like on the river. The guy made his flush. You know what I'm saying? And beat my straight, something like that. And I lost all my money. I, I lost $30 that night. Shit, now that I think about it, the, the city of San Jose is trying to get rid of that place. Really? That's pretty funny if you think about it. Because for the longest time, the developers... Trying to you know create that casino, mm-hmm. so finally uh, at, at one point uh, the city gave them permission to build the uh, the um, the casino, and once they did, they, I guess somehow the city changed their minds and they just came up with some bullshit uh, <laughs> uh, you know like like policies or or they they got a they they, they can only gamble at certain floors mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Right. But it's a big deal in the news lately. Uh, well, I, I heard recently that, that. Yeah, something about the owner doing something. When it comes down to it, they didn't pay all their taxes. You got to pay the city your taxes, man. Even when you think you paid them all, pay them a little more just to be safe, man. I think that's a funny thing about the city of San Jose in a uh, political, social, economical level. In the sense that you hear stories from people who've been in the music scene for a while here. You know, I'm talking about like in the 90s, 80s. People who, you know, the older generation of musicians and and entertainers and so on. And they tell you that the city of San Jose never don't want that kind of vibe. The reason why the Cactus Club or the reason why other clubs didn't make it was because the city looked for reasons to shut them down. Because they attracted supposedly... Uh, Lack of a better word, uh, bad people or people that behave bad, and same things with the casinos. But I'm thinking, yeah, these people live here no matter what. Like yeah. you're not attracted to anybody. Yeah, you know, such people exist in our community. The difference is, is like you like to think they don't, 
And if they do, you're trying to hide them. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And it seems absurd. It's, it it's, is absurd. It's like San Jose is such a big city. You're bound to get some bad apples mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. every level. So I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're trying too hard uh, to to limit the certain entertainment places. Right. For the sake of like safety. Yeah, it's I. It's like the the ages thing too. Like uh, like uh, let's say when you or all ages, right? I think they're trying to get that all ages thing out because when you got they don't like the kids hanging out, you know. I think that's the big thing. Yeah, I think that's another factor. The kids, like the youth, because you know when you're young, that's one of the problems. Like there was a place called the Avalon that was on Lawrence and Homestead. The problem that they had is that you know they had all ages shows like rock, like hip hop shows, rock shows. I mean, I saw Rock the Bells. I saw Ray Kwan there. You know what I'm saying? They had all kinds of shows. Uh, but, you know, when you're not 21, you, you can't drink at the bar, so you drink in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been caught, you know, back in my days, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and they don't like them hanging out, doing drugs, drinking in the parking lot. But, hey, you know, um, there needs to be some all-ages all venues, man. There needs to be that. Well, I, I think I think that's something I, I found out about comedy, is that I realized that for Scotty is kind of important to the community in the sense that it is one of the actually the only open mic in the South Bay, at least comedy specifically. Comedy specifically that is all ages. Yep, and that's very true. Uh, and I explain because a, a lot of the comedians that come perform at for Scotty uh, are not the, are, are mostly not the usual faces you see at Woodhams or Caravan, mm-hmm. but they're like very young people straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. Or just started college, mm-hmm. um, and for me that was fascinating. Like I, I remember there was a point like before I took my my I, uh, like actually right before I took my hiatus, where I was like, these people are are too young for me right now. Like, right. In the sense that I don't feel like I belong there anymore. Right. Like I'm like I feel old. Right. But now that I'm back, it's like you know it, it's really fun to see them you know trying new things and I don't know. I guess it's kind of cool seeing fresh faces no it is good like fresh faces are better than you like uh, me i'm talking about you not yeah, you yeah. specifically Fox, right. but because uh-huh. you're, you're always great oh you're too dude, nice. you're, you're, you're like a you're like a local favorite you know that no come on dude people everywhere that i know like whether it's an open mic or a showcase they say i love Fago. oh man that's nice that's really and good. they love you because you can perform in any venue literally <laughs> musicians love you oh shit how many times have you opened up for musicians? A few times. Get a good amount of times. You know what I'm saying? There's a good music scene here. You know, they're nice. Now that I think about it, I think you're like the go-to comedian for musicians to like host or mm. like perform at a at a music show. Wow, shit, man. I'll take it, man. <laughs> you never noticed that? Uh, I mean, I've done a bunch of music shows, so I guess I noticed it, but I never really thought about it like that. You know what I'm saying? I just always think about, hey, wherever they can give me a place to talk. I'm all about it. You know what I'm saying? And real quick about your Cafe Frascati on Wednesday nights from, is are you doing it 8 to 10 or 7.30? 8 to 10. 8 to 10 p.m. Like I talked to, we were talking earlier today, I think Tyler. Tyler. Tyler Standard. He's a funny guy. Dude, w- once that guy gets into age and hits yeah. the bars, he's, yeah. he's going to be a beast. And that's the thing. I go, why, why aren't you going to Caravan, man? I told him, because I'm not 21 yet, Faco. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then, you know, him and Miranda wasn't 21. There was a lot of people not 21 that cannot go to a lot of these 21 over mics, you know? Yeah. So it's great and very important for the Cafe Frascati to be around, man. Well, 
Uh, but, but that's what I'm saying is they, they got a head start in some way. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like by the time they get to to the age to hit the bars, they would already have like a year or two of experience performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I feel like that, that's a, that gives them a certain edge maybe. If, if, so. if, they, if they keep it up at least. Oh, totally. Experience always is going to win, man. I mean, shit, I started out late, man. I'm thir- I think I started at 34, dude. And I'm late in the game, dude. Oh, shoot, I started late too. I started at 24. Yeah, man. See, there we go, man. It's tough, man. So like if you could start... When you were young, when you're under 21, more power to you, man. More power to you. So, it's pretty cool. Don't get me wrong, though. They're, st- they're going to learn a lot still mm-hmm. performing at bars. Yeah. Such as, you know, certain bar crowds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bar crowds, man. It's funny, dude. But, yeah, it's fun, man. I was doing a horrible set. At, where was I? This past week on Santa Cruz. Where at? At The Pocket. The Pocket. Who runs that? I think it's Hamburger now. Hamburger. hamburger. Hamburger with cheese, and I was having a horrible set. No one was laughing. No one was laughing. Santa Cruz, yeah, yeah. And there was a good amount of people. I was like, man, I feel like Santa Cruz has a pretty good crowd. No, they have good crowds, but we're at the pocket, and you and I. When I walked into the pocket, I was like, wait a minute, there's people in here. Oh shit! You know, (laughs) usually when I've been to the pocket, there's not that many people, but there was a good amount of people, and I'm going up there, and finally there's a good amount of people, and I'm just tanking, you know, like, douche, every joke, douche, 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 and then I started acknowledging it, right, I started acknowledging, I was like, no, 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 I can't go out like this, and I was like, okay, here's some fast one-two jokes, and I started getting them to laugh, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. and I started going, okay, inside kick, here we go, and then I started throwing a quick joke, you know. I just sometimes talk too much. See, that's a good tactic is yeah. you change pace. Yeah. You change rhythm. Yeah. Adjusting to the crowd. Mm-hmm. I remember when I started out, I would stick to the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck it, just plow just through plow it. Just plow through it, yeah. <laughs> you, know, uh, it's, you know, it's a different way of doing it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know. Dude, that's still good to do, man. Sometimes you just got to do your, your material. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just don't let... And it's confidence. It's confidence and confidence. That's the number... What's... I mean, there's material, and then there's confidence, man. Yeah. <laughs> and confidence is huge, dude. Confidence is fucking huge, man. And you have to have that confidence. You know what I'm saying? I feel confidence huge in music as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think so. Like, I had some pretty bad music sets based on my feeling not confident mm-hmm. about my music. Right. But I had some... I feel like the best sets musically I had were when I, was, I just didn't give a shit and I just went out there and I just yeah, and played just, my shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you got to be. You just got to go. Just This is me for the next 10 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Boom. And that's how you got to be, man. You just got to be it. And uh, it's like anything. You talk to somebody. Like I got a friend who, let's say he just found out. Let's say he doesn't know how to cook and he kind of just read a little recipe a little one, two, three recipe about pasta, right? Yeah. His confidence will make you think that he's been making pasta for the last 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a very confident person. He can make, you know, uh, uh, what are like an inch of information, make it sound like, you know, a mile. You know what I'm saying? He can do that. And it's a confidence factor. It's a confidence. Wait, is this a real friend? This is real, dude. He recently found out how to make pasta? No, no. I'm just saying, as an example, like he could do anything. I mean, he could look up something, an online story about how ducks are flying to Canada 
a lot, a lot, a lot more ducks are flying to Canada. He'll read that and then he'll go off. He knows how to BS basically and be confident. You know he, what I'm saying? He's a really good bullshitter. Yeah, he's a good BSer. He'll make a great comic. Yeah, he would be actually. You know, is really he a comic? Good. No, he's uh, a musician. Oh, uh, yeah. What's he doing? He should go to comedy. Uh, he's opening a shop somewhere in America. You know what I'm saying? He he's he's one of those guys. I don't know if we all got friends. You got a friend like that. I got a. Fr- he's like he'll like he's like let's say. I'm into right now. I'm I'm into uh, sculpting, right? So he's gonna sculpt. He's gonna learn everything about sculpting, right? And he's gonna he's gonna learn every intricate part about his sculpting, right? And then out of nowhere, the next day he's gonna go s- say, "Oh, I'm moving to the I'm moving to study the uh, marine life in the Galapagos Islands." You know what I'm saying? He's one of those guys. Like he's his attention's focused, and then he goes to something else. You know what I'm saying? He has like career ADD or something. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's all about it for like a couple months. Then he's like, "Oh man, I gotta go to Alaska to see how the glaciers are melting." You know, or something like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. How's he traveling so much? Because you know he's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, so. That and what was I saying? But confidence—that's what we're saying. Confidence takes you everywhere, guys. Was there ever a time where confidence actually put you in the worst situation? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. There was a situation. Uh, it was mainly with like a female. Like you know, I thought I was—I was like, oh man, everything I'm doing is working, right? Is this a relationship? Yeah, I was trying to be in a relationship. Uh huh. You know, and I felt good. I was just, I, I was being more confident and playerish than real. You get okay. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, like, I was acting like I was, like, confident. I was acting like, like, uh, what's it called? Like, it didn't mean much to it when it really meant so much that she wanted to be with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, my confidence, it wasn't, I mean, I was showing confidence. She liked it, but... I don't know. She, I wasn't really 100% real. Like, I'm not a player. You know what I'm saying? I just should have been like, you know, I want you to be with me. You know what I'm saying? Instead of trying to be like this other kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? But you felt by portraying yourself as a bit of a player, it would have made her attracted to you? And it did. You know what I'm saying? For like one night. You know what I'm saying? But then it didn't do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's interesting. It is. It was. Uh, this is the quickest story I could give. You know what I'm saying? That... Or a quickest answer I could give to this question. But, yeah, I just, I felt like I was confident. I felt like, you know, I, I felt like I read the handbook to how to be a player. And it all worked. But that shit's not me. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. wasn't me. That's not me. I'm not no player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a very sensitive uh, Mexicano, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no player. And you think she wouldn't like that? That's the whole thing. I'm ne- I can't find out anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's already ruined. You know what I'm you saying? You got to find her. Be like, hey, hey. hey I'm hey, actually a very sensitive, sensitive guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, so. even that, you know, I guess moderation is key. Because you, you don't want to be too confident. But at the same time, you don't want to be too sensitive, I guess. I guess so. I mean, I'm just, right now, I'm just, just trying to be focused on just me being real. So, like, like if I feel like it's... You know, like, I don't know. If I know the answer, she might not like it. I'm still going to say it because that's really what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm not, I'm not an asshole. I'm not a, I'm not a dickhead, but I'm mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I just, I'm just trying to say even real, just real things. I don't know. I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. It's, I guess it's tough for me. 
<laughs> Sorry, Jorge. No, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. You know, it makes sense to me. I get you. Thanks, man. I'm just trying to be more open, even if it's gonna make me look bad. You know what I'm saying? Is that a recent development? I'm trying to develop it more and more. It's been like the last couple of years, just trying to get it go- get it out there. I'm trying to be more hundred percent. I mean, I could totally relate to that because I'm kind of changing my ways recently too. Yeah. Now that I'm out of school, yeah, out of a of a relationship, out of you know, of of a lot of things, and I'm like more than just square one. So I'm, I feel like I'm back at square one in life because for the longest time I identified myself as a student, and now that I'm not, now I actually have a, like you know, like I'm like, all right, I gotta be part of work and and live this adult life, and. That kind of meant of letting a lot of things go, you know, things in my student life I would have, you know, embraced and creative projects. Mm-hmm. But I had to let go of quite a few creative projects and a basis of like, again, I'm not I, I don't see a career in me a musician. I love playing music. I love writing music, but I'm not going to make a career out of it. Right. I love writing stand up. I love performing stand up, but I'm not going to make a career out of it. So I was like, what is the career? And my and I guess that's writing and specifically film writing, screenwriting. Right. So I had to let go of a lot of musical projects, a lot of, of comedic projects and just do the minimum. But that means focusing on my films. Mm-hmm. And there's a great sacrifice on a social level in a sense that I guess you don't really see me at the open mics as much anymore right. at, at the other besides for Scotty. Right. You don't really see me. You see me at music open mics anymore, yeah. and it's just you know, I just have to be real with me, and that consists of dedicating that time to my shit. Right. You know. Oh yeah, totally, man. You know what I'm saying. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, and just remember. I mean, I don't know. I mean, everybody wants to. I don't know. I kind of. I want to just be successful, like a comedy. I would like to be successful. I've been. Feeling it a lot this year. Success? A little bit, man. I yeah. mean, at least from the last time. Remember? The, so the last time we talked, okay? Taco, you were always a success uh, to me. I appreciate it, man. You're a good person, Jorge Sanchez. I mean that. Oh, man, I'm not bullshitting cool, you. Thank you, man. It means you, a lot. You're like one of my favorite comics. Oh, man. JMS, man. Thank me you and so a lot much. of people in this community. Oh, that's nice. See, it makes me feel good. Sometimes I get lost in this. But like, last time I was talking to you on this show, no. I was like, you're like, what's your goals? I like to get paid, you know what I'm saying, in comedy, right, you know, and this year, there's been pain, you know, I've been happy, you know what I'm saying, it's not that much, but it's, it's enough for me to be like, yeah, okay, here we go, and this year has turned into that, I've been feeling very happy about that. So what's your next goal now? Next goal, man, it's to be like, dude, I got a hot 30, man, I'm trying to get a hot, a hot 30, dude. How much you got so far? I got, dude, I got like 45, but I want to make a hot 30, dude. A hot 30. A hot 30, dude. Like hot. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get yourself that that half hour special? Yeah, that'd be nice. And uh, I've been going to Punchline every Sunday, man, since the beginning of the year. Actually, end of January. That's when I started going. And uh, been going January, the Punchline, trying to get on that show. But yeah, I'm just trying to get up, going to Punchline. I would like to get on stage. Hopefully, sometime soon it's going to happen. I'm just making moves, man. Making moves. I'm trying to make moves. And um, it's been feeling good, man. And that's comedy. what I'm saying. It's awesome. Yeah. And because you want to make a career out of comedy, yeah. you got to put yourself out there like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to hit up those open mics. Mm-hmm. You need to hit up those other mics. You got to network and 
I, I think that's uh, the biggest thing is putting yourself out there. Yeah. And I think it's awesome. It's awesome that you're getting opportunities at places just like the punchline. Yeah. Well, all I haven't even been on stage. Well, I haven't done a well, set be, there, because yeah. they got a system, right? They yeah. got a system where you gotta like show up. Uh, you gotta show up, show your face, and talk to the guy, and he'll put you up hopefully soon. You know what I'm saying? Like you, have you to, gotta wait. You gotta wait. Like you gotta stay and watch the show. Uh, you it helps. Yeah, it helps, man. You, basically, he has to see you come to the shows. People gotta see you. It's one of those like, yeah, I saw that guy. Yeah, this guy's been coming and put him up. That's what I. That's the feeling I'm getting. So let's see. Is there a lot of people on the waiting list? There's a lot, man. There's yeah. newbies. There's guys. I mean, uh, there's always at least like sixty comedians hanging out in the back or so. Yeah, a lot, man. Well, that's pretty smart. I guess you guarantee a crowd. You know, they're all uh, comics, though. Right. And a lot of people, like I talk to other comics, they go, "Man, that's stupid, man. Why are you gonna go to the punchline all the way down there and, um, you're gonna wait? I mean, that's just stupid. You're not even going on stage. Stupid, right? And I don't look at it like that. I look at it. To me, I look at it. It's it's a good thing for let's say Faco. Just speaking for Faco, right? Because I can go there. And I see other comedians there, you know what I'm saying? And I get t- and talk with them, network, whatever you want to say. And it's important for me because I'm not on Facebook, as you know, right? Yeah. I'm not on Facebook. Why is that? Because uh, everything tells me to stay off of it. A lot of a lot of opportunities I got are through Facebook. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's a good thing. And that's great. And I'm happy. But for Faco, yeah. the F don't stand for Facebook and Faco, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. Young Faco's out of there. And I'm not saying I'll never be on it, but right now I'm not on it. And since I don't have a Facebook, it's good for me to go and talk to comedians. And it's probably and better hands, that you're you know meeting them saying? in person. I'm meeting in person. They're seeing me. Like I've yeah. booked shows. Uh, now that I got a show, I I book comedians that I see at the punchline and go, "Hey man, you should come do my set. You're a good deal set of my show." And I've been getting them, so it's it's been working out, man. I mean, but I'll tell you like this: it takes me like two and a half hours to get there, and then two and a half, three hours to get back home. You but, know what I'm saying? But you see it as an investment. It's investment, and, buddy. And you're investing pretty much time. I'm investing my time. I'm investing my experience. I'm investing uh, uh, my energy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everything is in there, man. I'm there, and my my hair is combed. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you get that, but my hair is combed, dog. I mean, like you know. I'm shaved, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm meeting a girl, like I'm meeting someone I like. I'm looking good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I'm like, I take it serious, man, and I just hope I get on stage. It'd be nice to get on this year, but hey, whoever decides it, you know. I hope you do, man. You deserve I it. I appreciate it. You, Thanks, you really man. Do. I'm just waiting. That's all. It's just a waiting game, and um, hopefully soon, man. Hopefully soon. How about Cobbs? Cobbs. Um, I don't. I from what I hear, you got to do punchline three times and then Cobbs comments. <laughs> so, you know, and this is all just information that I hear from other comedians. Right. You know, I'm not looking this up online. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, uh, it was funny, man. But like, like I, I went to to punchline the day before Halloween, right? Yeah. And I was, I was like, maybe I should get dressed. I have my costume. But I was like, I was I, the night before. I was like, partied so hard. I was like, I'm not gonna dress up. Then I go there, and the guy who runs it goes, "Man, it's tradition that if you're dressed like in a costume, you get to go up on stage, <laughs> even if you're a new person and you never done it." I was like, "Oh no, you missed your opportunity, I missed my opportunity, man!" You know, it's totally crazy, oh, man. man. Yeah. Man, you should have taken a gamble, taking that costume. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have started <laughs> drinking and. 
or and and not being sober that weekend. You know what I'm saying? It, that weekend was a weekend I decided not to be sober anymore for after three months. And I fucked you over. And it fucked me over, man. I had an opportunity right there, dude. Uh, That's one right there. Oh man. Well. I hope it comes soon. Hey, you know, that's why I go there every Sunday. I'll be there tomorrow. But you're you're making some uh, developments here in San Jose, too. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think you're a favorite at the gong show. Oh, that's nice. They had a, yeah, it was nice. That's cool. Gong show's got a, it's a good show in Cafe Stretch. Mm-hmm. Third Wednesday of every month, hosted by Mighty Mike McGee. He's a good guy. I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah, man, but Gong Show's cool. It's a lot of fun, man, and, and it's the, gr- the improv as well. Uh, I haven't I haven't gone up at the improv in a couple months, and that's it's like the before summer. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, July, July or August. What Who, was? Whose show were you on? I was on uh, the one and only Terry Dorsey. I like Terry Dorsey. Terry oh, the, the heavyweights, heavyweight comedy. The open mic. It was just the open mic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, and, and Terry's the man, dude. I like Terry. He's a cool guy. He's from Chattown. Yeah. What is that? Chicago Chicago yeah you ever been there no you should go fuck Vegas okay fuck Las Vegas dude don't even go to Las Vegas man you don't need anything in Las Vegas if really you, yeah if whoever who said that to you that I feel sorry for you never Quite was a... it somebody close no yeah that's why dude you know dude don't, you know Las Vegas is nothing dude it's just, I don't know man dude I trust me man Las Vegas is nothing dude it's just all it is 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 it's just like uh a, a, not a place where you can be young for a little bit. That's it. You know be what I'm young. Saying? Yeah. Oh, you remember the days when we used to go drinking all night and, and smoke and put for face and boobs? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not, dude. Not, Sounds like I'm missing out already. <laughs> yeah, dude. But you could do that down the street from here, man. We, like, we could do this after the podcast if you want. You know what I'm saying? Where? Okay. Gambling Matrix. Uh-huh. Boobs. Motel 6. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you, you could have chosen any strip club around here, but you went the Motel Six. Six. Let's go to Sherway, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, dude, yeah, Vegas is okay, dude. Vegas is all right. Go other countries, man. Go do other Chicago. I'd put Chicago over Vegas any day. Dude. You been there? I've been to Chicago. Really? Man. Yeah, man. What were you doing over there? Um, so I went there twice, two thousand eight and two thousand nine. Week each each year, and I went to go see Lollapalooza. You know the Lollapalooza Festival? I thought Lollapalooza was in California. No, no, no. It used to tour around, but now it's just in Chicago. Oh. So I went there, uh, had a great time. And this is the time when I was into music and not into comedy. Like, I was playing music. So I did a bunch of mics over there, man. It was fucking great. If you're ever in Chicago, and this is this is my only... if I'm going to give you one mic to go to in Chicago, and hopefully still around. It's called The Store. It's Monday nights. I think it's still Monday nights. The store. That's the name of the place. And you go there. You play three songs. And they'll give you record it and put it on CD for you. And give it to you. What? Yep. Damn. I'm telling you. I got two CDs, man. You know who could do that for you here? Who? The, uh, art, the art boutique. Art boutique will do it. Yeah. But here's Pretty the cheap, di- too. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. Are you ready? What? Are you ready? What? You, the store in Chicago is free, dude. Oh. They're not they're not charging you. They're just saying, hey, here's the music. Here's the here's what you record. Here's the CD. Boom. This is last time I was there, 2009. And from what I talked to other people who've been to Chicago, it's still going on. Wow. The store. That's a cheap way to make your own little live album. 
And yeah, it was great. It was great, man. You can it, and it's recorded well. It was recorded well, man. Had a good sound system. Yeah, they had a good sound guy, good sound system, plugins. Hey, dude, I went on like at one in the morning, dude, and there's still like at least ten people there. You know what I'm saying? So it's pretty dope, dude. If that's one place, it's called the store, or and also Subterranean Cafe has a mic there too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but check out Chicago, man. Chicago. 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 You know, I, I was in a in a play in high school, and my character had to say Chicago. Uh-huh. But at the time, I pronounced it Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> so I, I remember the the uh, the director, yeah. she was a faculty member. Yeah. She was a teacher. She spent like a good hour with me trying to get that accent down. Oh, nice. So Chicago. And it stuck with Chicago. me. I pronounced it Chicago. Chicago. Which impresses some people from Chicago. Nice. Oh, so you got it down. Yeah. Dude, uh, I, that same thing happened to me, but I was reading a, uh, I was in this Jewish folklore play, like, uh, you know, you read, you read out loud. It's a reading, like a reading of this Jewish folklore. Uh-huh. And this Jewish lady spent a half an hour with me. To tell me how to pronounce Bakhtin. And I don't think was I'm that, even saying is it. Is that right. Yiddish? It's kinda yeah, it's Jewish, it's it's Hebrew, and it's a Bakhtin is kinda like 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 uh a jester. Uh-huh. You know what a jester is? Yeah. It's kinda like him, a little bit, like in the same spot. You know, he's throwing jokes. You know, like the jester can only make can make jokes even to the king. Like no one can say it to the king, but the jester can, you know what I'm saying? Well, what's his Jewish folklore? Uh, so I did this 2000 and 2014 or 15 and how'd you even get that gig? I used to do a lot of improv, like, uh, improv, you know, like sketch comedy improv and yeah. a lady in it told me, Hey, we need a Jewish, we need a, uh, we need a <laughs> you, are you rabbi. Jewish? No, no. We need a rabbi. And I had long hair at the time. And she said, I think you'd be good at it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And but you don't have the Jewish. Thing. I know, but I dressed like it. I dressed that. Oh, I looked no. like one of those, uh, like yeah, a rabbi with the hat and the, the dreidel. And yeah, stuff? yeah. Oh. And I had my hair down. I, I, I'll show you the video. There's a video, and I can show you. It's actually on YouTube. I, I'm gonna post it on this podcast <laughs> Facebook page. Let's see. Maybe I'll let you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and, and how'd it go? It went good, man. It was just a reading, so I didn't have to memorize lines. I only memorized like four or five lines, but like, was it a play? Was yeah, it, was it, was it a like, film? No, it was a play, but it was like a reading. Everybody stands up and says each part and there was a but crowd. Nobody's like walking around and interacting. Okay. So it's just a reading. It was very simple. It was for a crowd. Yeah. Of um, Jewish people. It was at the Jewish community center in Palo Alto uh, on San Antonio road. And dude, it's crazy because the girl, the lady who hooked me up, She's badass. She had her own TV show in Canada. She did like sketch shows in Canada. Her name is Julia Motto. I if I would love you to interview her. I, I've been trying to interview myself, but I don't know if she's down. But is she in town still? She, uh, last time I found out, yeah. But she's so great. She's actually Miss. She was Miss New York 1969, dude. You know what I'm saying? Miss New York 1969. She's a Canadian. Uh, she, well, she moved to Canada from New York, wherever she was from, and she did uh, a, a TV show in Canada, and she had it was great, man. She was really good, and they gave her money. And they they did three seasons. I think they did three or four seasons, man. 
and she's been in a few movies. She was in this movie about American Indian ghosts, like a like a thriller. Like it's pretty nuts, man. She's really awesome, dude. And she could sing, dude. She could really sing. Shit, man. And, and like I guess, uh, why is Palto the new place for Jewish people to retire? Uh, maybe you know what I'm saying. I know there's a huge Jewish community center there. Yeah, huge. I mean, it looks. Well, like... there's a huge Jewish population. Everywhere. That's, that's that has roots in Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So yeah, man. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good gig. You know what I'm saying? They hired me. I had a good time. They treated me right. I had a piece of cake at the end of the show. Did did, did she ever had to tell you like like hey just just don't let them know you're Latino? <laughs> no, no, she never stick said to, that. Stick with the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say hola. Don't say hola, Faco. <laughs> no, but uh, no, she was really cool. They were really nice. It was like practice twice a week for a month. It was easy, dude. It was really cool. And that was good stuff. Shouts out to the JCC. And you pay Santa the rabbi. And you pay the rabbi. You got to, man. Did, did you feel you get closer to God with that role? You know what? I actually had a huge appreciation for a Jewish a Jewish uh, religion. Yeah? Yeah, I totally did. Because there was one time, uh, there was one part where, okay, let's all sing a song. It's a very famous song in uh, in in with the Jewish people, right? Yeah. So everybody started singing and they all stood up and they were all dancing to this song. And it made me feel like, oh, man, these guys are cool, man. Maybe I should get jumped into their gang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I felt really like I felt really inspired by all of them. And let's see if I, let me see, you want me to you want to hear the song they're singing. Yeah. Let me see if it goes. Tumbala, 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 like a tumbala, 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 like. You got me dancing over here. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. I, I think but, I, I got some Jewish in me. <laughs> I contemplated going, hey, man, maybe I should be Jewish. Dude, well, dude. you know what, dude? Historically, there are some Jews that, you know, towards the, the period with the Moors. Um, so, some of the Jews went up to Spain. Yep. Which came over to... The, the new world uh-huh. and when they came to the new world they just changed their names and so that means that there is Jewish blood in Latin America mm-hmm. I could see that I could see that man so you never know we are we are I got Muslim blood Jewish blood all in me man Shit, we're all man. mixed we're all one right we're all mixed up man Mexican and Filipinos dude we're the same baby <laughs> but going back to that that thing about dancing in church and uh, Maybe that's something the Catholics need to work on. More <laughs> dancing in their in their uh, in their church, right? I think so. A lot of churches should work on that, man. There was a church actually in Cupertino. I'm not going to name it. They don't allow dancing in it. Like like it's specifically restricted. Yeah, like they won't have any like dance dancing at all in it, dude. Is I, it is it a Catholic church? Because no, it's actually a Christian church. Because I think all Catholics don't <laughs> don't want dancing. <laughs> it's actually a Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what's funny is a lot of people always go, hey, man, you're Catholic. Huh? I'm like, no. Oh, well, you didn't grow up Catholic? No. I grew up uh, like Christian, Baptist. Yeah. Everybody always thinks I'm Catholic. Yeah? Yeah. Does that bother you? It doesn't bother me. It bothers me when I go, hey, no, I'm not Catholic. I'm like, come on, you are Catholic. I just told you I'm not Catholic, dude. That's when it bothers me. <laughs> when they don't believe Yeah, you? when they don't fucking believe me. That's the only time when it bothers me. It's like, what, you know more than me, than I do? Shit, man! I remember one time when I was young, I was kind of jealous because that's I went to go eat breakfast with my family, and across from the breakfast place there was a black church, and they had rock and music. Nice. They had people dancing. I was like, oh, it looks like they're having a party, mm-hmm. but they're just just going to church. 
How come we don't get that? Yeah. And I was a little jealous. Yeah, I was. I see that, man. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, it's infectious, right? It's infectious. Well, like, it just good really, energy is infectious. That's like, what you want. You know, it looks like everybody's having a good time. Yeah, and that's that's all we want, man. I mean, we want that kind of energy, and that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I think you're right. Catholicism, embrace the dance. Embrace the dance, people. Embrace the dance. But yeah, man. All right, Falco, it's great having you here. No way. It's not an hour. Uh, it's Yeah, it's getting there. No, I'm not an hour yet, dude. Uh, okay. Well, you got more or what? Are you done? No, it's usually the hour mark. Okay. Given everything else that I'm putting onto this podcast. All right. But are uh, you, you good? I think I'm okay. Are you good? I mean, if you want, you got a couple minutes. You want you want to full it on, take that, yeah, that, that hour? Something. Give me something, dude. How was your day? Oh, it was pretty good. You know, I helped my sister move. You know, check. Move, move in or move out. Move into her new spot. She lives in downtown San Jose. They're very sweet. They're like, Faco, you do comedy in downtown. You could sleep over at our house anytime now. We're so close because they live by St. James Park. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So uh, they were really nice. They've just been really sweet to me, man. And I love my sister. And uh, it's helped her unload stuff today. And then my niece's birthday. A big happy birthday to my niece Alessia. She's the best. She's turned seven today. Oh man, I know. That's a lot they, of things. That's when they still love you. They still love me, man. Well, that's you're like, the uncle. They always love you. Yeah, you know. I gotta make sure they're like. What's the word? Is like when you see your niece, don't forget to bring the gift. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget to bring a gift. It's like seeing the Godfather, like the boss, you know, or the mafia boss, like Soprano. Don't forget to bring a gift. You know what I'm saying? And when I see her, it's like don't forget to bring a gift. I didn't wrap it, but it was a $5 bill, dude. <laughs> She's like, is this for me? I was like, you know it. You know it. You, you could have wrapped the $5 bill with a $1 bill. I know. I could have done that, man. You know what I'm saying? But I was just like, here's the $5. Shit, at seven, $5 was a big deal for me at seven. Yeah. And for me, too. I remember, I still remember one of my best memories. My dad took me to like a, a Bullwinkles or like a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And uh, he he put $5 in the, in the token machine. And all these tokens came out, and then he just, with his two hands, got all the tokens and put them in my hand. Yeah. And I felt like the man, dude. I yeah. was like, man, this is my day, dog. Dude, <laughs> when I was given a $20 bill, when I was yeah. like nine, I thought I was balling. Yeah, dude. It's like, fuck, dude, 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, all week. here we go. Hot Cheetos, all yeah, week. Exactly, Slurpees and Cheetos, dog. I'm telling you, $20 was awesome <laughs> back in the day, dude. Was it, the, you know, now that I think about it, it wasn't so really to like... Maybe like my later years in high school, I really appreciated anything over thirty. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I could, would, as a kid, I think I would survive life if I had like twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> what a rude, rude awakening I had. A rude awakening. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, man. But it's good, man. It's good. It's good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy everything's going good. I'm still doing comedy. That's yeah. what I'm happy about. It could have been a big chance where, like, you know. Was there a point where you t- wanted to quit? There was definitely a point where after, like, a month or two of bad shows, I almost went, like, dude, why am I fuck am I doing this, dude? And then finally I got over that hill and it made somebody laugh. And then it's been going. Dude. I can't believe that. You went months without yeah, making someone dude, laugh. It's That's tough, dude. It's tough. This game is I tough. I found that hard man. to believe. Come on. I appreciate it. And you're a good person, but. Hey, man, I can't always make them laugh, dude. Especially when I always want to do new stuff, new stuff, new stuff. You know what I'm saying? I got to ask you, do you ever get bothered the way I introduced you at first, Scotty? 
I, you know, I like to be a little more incognito. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For the listeners that don't know, yeah, this guy, go ahead. Uh, I love Faco so much, and every time he comes to First Sky to perform, I feel like I just get to add that extra bit of excitement because you know I do get excited when I see Faco perform. So I have my uh, audience if they're there, if it's big enough to do some like a rallying of of like stomping, a rallying of yeah. clapping or something creatively, and you know. And I make a joke out of it, but it's just to add more excitement that right. this guy is about to come up here and destroy. <laughs> destroy. <laughs> and, and you do. I don't destroy, man. I like you. You're a good person, and thank you for the confidence. But so, so you don't like it? No, I'm all right. I mean, hey, man, I appreciate the love you're giving me. You, you don't like the excitement that I create for you? It's like, okay, no, because there's times like, you know, all right, everybody claps, and then... I'm like, I don't have anything funny to say today. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to make anyone laugh today. That's okay. all. I don't... I'll go the opposite. Uh, whatever you do. I'll be like, oh, fuck goes next. Uh, who cares? Who cares? All right, get up here. And then I'm going to go and be mad. It's like, why aren't you chanting, Jorge? What? Why aren't you chanting, Jorge? Chant my name. <laughs> nah, dude. I, hey, I like your open mic. I try and go there whenever I can. If I ain't working, I'm there. You're a good person. You're a good person, too. Thanks, man. I kind of want to play a, a quick song for you. Yeah. He is all right? Yeah. Go for yeah, it. Here we go. Here we go. I, I was playing it earlier. Uh-huh. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Oh, uh, here we go. It's... You hear it? Yeah. All right. Here we go. This is a song uh, about my little dog. Okay. A song about your little dog. My little chihuahua. Ready? All right. se llama Barracas no chingas con el perro el perro se llama Barracas no chingas con el perro el te va a morder porque está enojado con todo el mundo y todas las personas el te va el te va el te va a morder el te va el te va el te va a morder morder the dog is named baracas don't fuck with the dog the dog is named baracas don't fuck with the dog cause you know he is mad at all of the people and all of the world he will bite you he will bite you he will bite you in the face he will bite you he will bite you he will bite you in the face oh man can't mess with Baraka. Uh, Baracas. 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 There you go, buddy. All right, Faco. You got to go. I got to go now. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, so Friday mornings, 10 a.m. till noon. Check me out on RadioValencia.fm. That's www.RadioValencia.fm. My show's called Spontaneous Innuendos. And then I throw a comedy show. First... Saturdays of every month at Fremont in Fremont at Slapface Coffee and Tea. That's Slapface Coffee and Tea in Fremont, California. First Saturdays of every month, 8:30 p.m. And uh, don't miss it, cause this uh, December, first Saturday of December, headliner FC Sierra. 
And that's where you guys catch me, man. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, and uh, they can't find you on Facebook, but they can find you on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, ITS Faco, It's Faco, and that's at It's Faco. That's my handle. Look me up. And if you're in San Jose, go to Mike. You'll probably see me there. All right. All right.